This meeting is being recorded. We talk about her, <laughs> the annoying American woman this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yes. Bless her. Right, I need to click because it then comes up with a great big lozenge in the middle of my screen saying uh, that I need to continue or leave the meeting because it's being recorded. It's like, oh God, faff, faff and hassle. We don't need it, do we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, ready to rock? Ready to rock. Should I, I put it on the gallery view? I always forget to do that. It's probably best if it's yeah. it better on gallery view. It is, so. yeah. yeah. Brilliant. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. This is Trainer Talk, the podcast brought to you by Sharon Gaskin of the Trainers Training Company and me, Jeanette Tessier of the Get That Gang. In our weekly show, we cover news and views from our businesses along with a top of mind topic. Of course, it wouldn't be Trainer Talk the podcast without the Dog Walking Digest. And every now and again, we invite a guest along to share their experience and expertise. After 90 episodes of Just Audio, we're now on YouTube as well. So feel free to catch up there. Just search for the Trainers Training Company or the Get That Gang, or download us on audio only through your favorite podcast streamer. So why not sit back with a cuppa, make that journey or chore go a little bit quicker with our weekly inspiration for developing your training business. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Trainer Talk, the podcast, and we're at episode number 108. 108 episodes. Goodness me, it never ceases to amaze me every week. Um, I shouldn't be surprised by now, should I? It goes up one every week but it still still blows my I know it still blows my mind that we've done so many of them anyway Sharon how are you how was your week last week well I'm okay just to say uh lovely listeners yet again we are coming to you from bank holiday Monday this is true yes because we are such sad people that we have nothing better to do than record the podcast dedicated dedicated people (laughs) not sad dedicated that's what it is the sun is shining, it's about 25 degrees out there, not a cloud in the sky. Exactly. And what are we doing? Sitting here recording, recording the podcast. Because we're that dedicated. It's either that exactly. or our diaries are both so packed that we'd have no other time <laughs> during the week to do anything like this. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be even more packed from uh, next month, isn't it? When we start doing the clinics uh, every exactly. week as well. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, exactly. more on that nearer the time, nearer the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come on then, what did you do last week? Any more on Wallgate? I mean, inquiring minds are desperate to know. Yeah, any more? I really have got no idea where we've got up to with this with this sad and sorry tale. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, the, what's happened now? So we're having the work done ourselves now. Yeah. After, you know, the buyer declined to... <laughs> declined her own proposal basically i know so. <laughs> just honestly she's she's a sandwich short of a picnic this lady i'm convinced yeah. but anyway anyway so uh so we've decided to take it back again and we are getting the work done ourselves but that won't be for uh, a couple of weeks because he's got to fit it in with other jobs and things sure um and then once hopefully that will be done to her satisfaction and then she can have the survey done so that's kind of dragging it out a little bit but on the other house uh you know the house that we're buying yep so you're away from uh from uh wallgate um we're done we're done and dusted we're ready to Yay! exchange obviously the car until we're ready to exchange on the on here of course yeah. but how amazing is that you know big shout out anybody who uh is is thinking about buying selling a house 
you have to use um, a Brillo um, solicitors, conveyances. Down in, they're down in London, but they're basically, they do everything online. And uh, they are just absolutely amazing. We used them last time. They were amazing then. Um, they've been amazing this time around. They are so quick. That's they are good. unbelievable. How did um, you come across them in the first place? I think they were rec they were a recommendation from the estate agent in Droitwich when, mm -hmm. when we moved last time. Right. Um, and they use them for, for lots of things. And so, yeah, and, and you know, their, their prices are really good as well. They don't charge a fortune. And, uh, yeah, they it's just really simple things. Like they have this dashboard that you can go into. Mm -hmm. And you can go into it and you can see the first thing when you go into the dashboard, you can see there are two great big wheels um like a pie chart and it tells you 70 percent of steps completed or 65 percent of steps completed so you can see like a snapshot of where you are yeah and then basically they will list all the different steps that they're taking mm -hmm. and the date nice and uh, and not only that you can literally then it tells you the date and what they've done and then then there's then you can click on the document that they've sent or received so it's like none of this, you know, having to ring up solicitors going, what are you, what are you doing? Have you sent this? Have you sent that? You know, have those people re replied to this inquiry or that inquiry? You don't need to do that because it's all there. You can see it. Mm -hmm. And they are just, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So, oh, fantastic. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's nice when people actually do the job that you're paying them to do, isn't it? I mean, it, oh, that's, that sounds yeah. ridiculous and it sounds like, a, well, obviously, um, but especially when it comes to house moves sometimes, I think it can you know make you wonder whether or not people actually want to do the job you're paying them to do sometimes with estate agents and solicitors slowing things down so much so it's brilliant that you found somebody that's yeah. so quick and good yeah yeah and i remember last time as well the lovely thing when we moved in here about a week after they sent us all you know they'd send you a big pack of all your documents and, and whatnot um, and then a couple of days later after that, we got this other box and we just thought, oh God, you know, there's another, more documents. And we opened this box and it was full of like, you know, chocolates and wine and sort wow. of, um, and other things like, um, you know, housey type things mm. like cleaning stuff and tea and biscuits. And oh, it was just that was just really just amazing oh, that's so lovely yeah well you know i mean it's uh is it Maya angelou the famous quote about um i won't remember what you said uh or um yeah or did but i will remember how you made me feel, made me feel. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely yeah 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 Brilliant. so uh, yeah we're really happy with that so big shout out to them you know <laughs> advertising free advertising there absolutely you know, they are they are amazing so very 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 satisfied customer so uh fab so that's been good um did you know the french open had started you know i did you know, know yeah i happened to, to glance and and see that uh, that was going on i'm more actually was it dan evans um who oh it lost yesterday first he, round. i know lost in the first round but it was um team Dominic team wasn't it he lost first round as well yesterday bless him karma has her way but you know uh, he had said some not very nice things uh, about um, Dan Evans so I'd heard or not that they weren't very nice but more sort of backhanded kind of passive aggressive type stuff oh, it was reported no. yeah he, he'd said something along the lines of um, the isolation and the procedures and everything will suit some players better because they struggle 
when there's other stuff going on outside of tennis and he named Dan Evans as one of the players that, that struggle. Oh, really? And I thought, well, that's okay. not really necessary to say something like that. Very I don't dominant think. like either, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. You know, and so, I thought, hmm, yeah. hmm, what's going on there then? Anyway, but they're both out, so we don't need to worry about them anymore. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is about the French Open, well, so nice to see it yesterday mm-hmm. in glorious sunshine. Yep. The time of year that it's supposed to be, not like last year when yeah. it was in October and yeah. it was blooming, freezing and raining and all the rest of it. So that's really nice. But oh my God, joke of a draw! What an absolute joke of a draw! I'm just telling telling you right now. So so, <laughs> come on. Sorry, we're just going to diverse, but I'm just going to say so. Daniel Medvedev, right, still riding on the coattails of some good results last year is still number two seed and last week i thought rafa would have overtaken him because he won rome but apparently not there's still about three points between them yeah. ridiculous yeah so he is the number two seed which is totally ridiculous because he's so rubbish on clay he will literally go out in the first round so that's a joke so then of course then the other side of the so now rafa has been put in the same side as Djokovic. so we've got this ridiculous situation where and anybody's anybody is in that side of the draw and like the other side of the draw well team's gone out now anyway sits the pass honestly he's gonna just steamroller his way to the final because yeah. you know basically there's nobody else there and uh probably rafa and Djokovic will have to play in the semis and probably be really knackered because they'll have a five-set match and so you know don't be surprised if since the is going to win it, I'll just say, but you know, <laughs> joke of a draw, joke of a draw. <laughs> I love how, and for for anybody that is new to the podcast, you probably, depending on how far back you've gone already, um, you probably won't realise just how much of the podcast can be taken over by tennis. It's tennis talk. The podcast makes a triumphant return. Now, now we're almost out of COVID times. <laughs> oh, the gas people. You know, I know. I know. The the most most important of the year because it's the proper one that... tennis yeah Roman Garros. I know, proper I know. tennis on the clay I must right. admit I am looking forward to having sporting events back again on the telly so things like Wimbledon and all the rest of it I mean I'll probably pick up a bit of Roland Garros but not much it's normally sort of you know watching uh, Wimbledon and and, uh, uh, and then there's the athletics that's on at the moment and we've got the Olympics coming up later this year I'm looking forward to, to having some good sport back on the TV I must admit nothing nothing people could top that day in October last year when do you remember mm-hmm. when the final do you remember the French Open final uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. oh my god it tell was us one what of happened Sharon what happened I mean do tell because I'm not sure we'll oh, you know just, we just a small the... matter of you know Rafa not only winning his 13th French Open but the way he did it uh-huh. he just wiped the floor with Djokovic didn't he, he did. and I was messaging you going I know Oh, I can't believe this. I, can't believe this. <laughs> I know, and I can tell you again. Oh no, it's too close to. No, it's not going to. It's not going to. Yes, he's done it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So and of course, we weren't recording the podcast at that point, so we couldn't share your joy. Oh my uh, god, we're sharing it now. Oh, it's amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> but yes, I'm. I'm afraid. Uh, you know, even if you're not a tennis fan, even if you are a tennis fan um, or not, uh, there's going to be a lot of talk about tennis coming up. Um, which, you know, that's just one of the joys of listening to Train and Talk, the podcast, I'm afraid. So Indeed. there you go. Um, hey, but yeah, hey, I did yeah. I did read something that the draw was stacked really badly. <sighs> and you just look at it and go, huh? 
How do you put all of them there? And then, yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Any. Ridiculous. We'll see. Total joke. We'll see. A joke. A, a joke true champion will overcome, and we know that Rafa's a true champion, so it's fine. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, of course he is. So, <laughs> But what about, um, yeah. uh, what's the face? Asaka, is it? Refusing to speak to the oh, media? Oh, God, yeah, well. Give me your take on that, please do. Well, my take on that is, I'm sorry, Naomi, but you're behaving like a spoiled brat, because it, it's part of the job. Mm. You know, you can't, be, you can't be taking your millions in prize money and then not, you know, fulfilling... Uh, the other part of the bargain, which is turning up at press conferences, giving people an insight into, you know, the way you played and what you did and all that sort of stuff. It's just, that's what, that's, you know, that's what fans expect. I'm mm. sorry. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I do think there, there is a, a lot of no, I know. And I do think that there is a responsibility on the elite players of any sport is mm. to do stuff like that, to encourage other people to take up the sport Absolutely. and to, you know, um, uh, feel good about it. And it's, you know, I think the, the people that probably get paid the most in any sport are probably F1 drivers. Would you agree with that? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they do interviews all the time. Like, you yeah. know, that's... It, and if they can do yeah, it yeah. on the money that they're on, yeah. uh, then yeah. I don't think anybody yeah. else has got an excuse. And they interviewed, I was listening on the radio, I can't remember, it was a former British player, I think, who made a really good point, who said, look, she's saying she's not going to do media, but what she's actually doing is not doing the official media. She's still going on to social media. And that's yeah. and if she's saying that yeah, the official media is going to be detrimental to her mental health, mm. social media is 10, 100 yeah. times worse. It is. For yeah. people trolling yeah. and, and, you know, uh, making uninformed yeah. statements and all that kind of stuff. So that argument yeah. just doesn't stack up. It so, doesn't stack up. You know. and, and some of the things she said are not really fair on the journalists, mm. you know, because she made them, she painted this quite sort of appalling picture of the sort of, you know, the questions that they ask and, you know, the insensitivities and all the rest of it. it, it you know, it's not, there's no need for it, you know. No. It's, uh, you know, and and also, there, I was listening to the tennis podcast last night, and they were talking about the fact that, you know, that that the Japan the Japanese had sent out, you know, journalists specifically, um, and in these COVID times, you've you've got to have a really good reason to send a journalist off to another country, yeah. and a lot of them are not travelling at the moment, but they've done this and they've taken the step to pay for all these journalists to go over to Paris, uh, and now they're going to have nothing to write about. I know, absolutely. It's, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's not well, a good Well, they will have things to write about, but they won't, they won't be, you know... Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think the, uh, the other thing as well is that, you know, people, society as a whole, we are never going to reach a point where everybody is totally... Um, enlightened insofar as I don't mean spiritual enlightened what I mean is everybody is able to articulate what they want to ask or what they want to say in the best way or with the most sensitivity or the most understanding we're never going to have that there are always going to be mm. sort of the main block of people having a pretty good understanding of what is okay and what isn't okay to say you've got people at the far extreme mm. who are much more sensitive to those things and then people at the other extreme who are just like what I shouldn't say that anymore really who told who told you that you mm. know and that's that's just the way it is so i think she should she'd do well to take a leaf out of somebody like andy murray's book who just corrects people when they get something mm. wrong so it was something yeah. about um i can't remember the specifics but somebody had said oh it's the oh i think it might have been when he won wimbledon 
and they were yeah. going on and on about oh you're the first person to win Wimbledon since and he's yeah, like yeah, um yeah, yeah. no Virginia Wade because they yeah, were completely yeah. ignoring player, yeah, said, yeah yeah exactly yeah, and he yeah. just he doesn't make a big song and dance about it he just corrects them yeah yeah and then yeah, gets yeah. and gets on with it and yeah, I think that yeah. is that's the way to bring about exactly sort of yeah. change in people's understanding of what is and mm -hmm. isn't acceptable but anyway yeah. So yes, we've had our tennis tennis talk, the podcast diversion. <laughs> what else has happened in your week, Sharon? Anything for business? Well, not really. Well, it's just been a what I would call a sort of normal uh, week of delivery, you know, and which there is an awful lot of it. You know, there's uh, obviously there was uh, uh, the more the membership course we've reached week four last week, and um, yeah, so we were talking about the money stuff and. Um, yeah so talking about how to you know what to charge for your membership and some pricing strategies that uh, that you can use we did that um we had a spotlight session in trainer talk uh, with the lovely alison smith mm -hmm. uh talking about you know she bringing in um nature into her coaching methodology which was quite interesting um we had a couple of uh, did my manageable marketing session on wednesday morning um, we're talking about LinkedIn. <laughs> surprise, surprise! It always like, raises its ugly head. It is LinkedIn? Yeah. I think it was Alison actually. She brought it into the conversation. Said, "Is so LinkedIn just a waste of time?" And we were able to talk about that. <laughs> um, we did. What else did we do? It, yeah, it's complete trainer Friday. We had a catch up, didn't we? We did uh, session uh, with uh, with uh, Denise. <laughs> Super fan <laughs> Denise. Denise. Hello Denise. Super fan. Hello Denise. Shout <laughs> out for you. Um, so it's just been a little bit of a, yeah, just no wonder I need to have a, a, a month off Zoom in August because I tell you, I'm just constantly, all these things for all these different different programs and pockets all require their own kind of zooming they do they? yeah so absolutely uh, yeah. and it's it's a lot after a while even even if you're used to it it's a lot um which yeah. is why i mean for for my part i've not been um uh, showing up to things like um uh, one o'clock uh, or anything like that because it's just i'm still working and actually at the end of the week now i just don't want to be on zoom uh, anymore yeah. um it's just no shut it off it's gone and you know I, I think both of us probably spend um a lot more time on zoom or on camera than a lot of other, other people anyway i mean i do my daily lives in the get back gang uh you've yeah. got all your different programs and and yeah. what have you going on yeah, yeah, yeah. um it yeah. is uh it's a lot and uh, i think sometimes you do you just need to sort of write that's it i'm switching off the camera now it's not happening yeah for a yeah. little while um you know last week we were talking about uh that book i was reading the um, wealth warrior yes steve chandler yes i was reading another one of his this week and uh it's all about um being in the moment and mm -hmm. living at the moment which uh, which is something that i really really believe in massively but yeah. one of the things that he was talking about in there was was really ma again made me sit up and take notice was about how you know just do it now you can do anything you want to do mm -hmm. when you want to do it. just do it now kind of thing and he he was talking about he um he was coaching somebody and uh this this particular coaching client was talking about the fact oh i really want to get into one of these you know this x type of business and so well what i really need to be doing is to come up with a strategy to kind of you know get inside this type of organization and what have you and mm, probably what i need to be doing is like picking up the phone and doing that you know and he said to him well okay then there's the phone do it now yeah what, what like now i can't 
well yeah like yeah. there's no time like the present there's no reason why you shouldn't do that thing now just yeah. do it now oh well you know and it was like this whole and it was just like it really made me and so that's why uh, when i was saying to you about um when I messaged you on the, whenever it was Saturday, yeah. I've done finished my last two I know. training sessions. Big celebration! <laughs> what I've been doing, I, I've literally been leaving it to the weekend, and then because I don't have any zooms and things like that, so I've got a lot of headspace. Doing it the weekend, preparing it then, and then finishing that week, and then go oh, finish that one, and then next weekend I will just kind of prepare the next week. Yeah. And this week, because I uh, Friday afternoon I'd made a start on on it, mm-hmm. um, because my gym session was one o'clock and not three o'clock, so I had yeah. all of Friday afternoon. Um, so I really, you know, did a lot of it. So it meant that by Saturday, about ten thirty on Saturday, I'd finished week five, mm-hmm. and I, and I thought, oh great, I can just leave it till next week. And then I thought. No, do it now. <laughs> Very <laughs> Why good. Why are you waiting till next week? Do it Very now. Very good. I did it now. And I've managed to get rid of it, you know, so I'm done now, I'm done and dusted. Yay. Amazing. So uh, so thank you. So just, a, just another little nugget that I picked up from that book this week. Just do it now. Stop putting things off. And, yeah. Because there's no reason why we, you know, we don't need to oh come up with a strategy and oh i'll do it when you know oh, when completely. there's a full moon and yeah. this that and the other yeah. it's monday or whatever actually a lot of the things we just we just benefit so much i'm just launching right in and just doing it now completely Brilliant. completely and interestingly um i've got a similar well i think it's a similar book uh it's a similar premise i'm sure uh, but i haven't started reading it yet from uh, stephen pressfield which is do the work um, and I mean, it's only a very slim volume thing, so it won't take me, it won't take me yeah, very yeah. long to read. And the, the irony being that I got it at least a month, month and a half ago, and it's been sitting there going, do the work, do the work, do the work, which is the title. Oh, yeah. Haven't picked it up yet. So <laughs> there is a certain amount of, you know, oh, there's a siren. Hear the siren? Yeah, I did. I thought it was us then, but no, it's you. I did, no, it's it's here. Um, I don't know if you heard on the news, uh, Southwest Ambulances have declared uh, an emergency in Dorset because they had something ridiculous like 3,200 call-outs on Saturday. And really? I'm sort of, you know, and, and uh, I was talking to mum about it and she was saying, well, that's ridiculous. Why are there so many things? I said, I can't believe nobody has thought about this. It's the first bank holiday weekend after yeah. restrictions have been eased. It's nice weather. It's the start of half term. Did mm. nobody think that this was going to to cause more people to be out on the yeah, roads yeah, yeah. or doing stupid yeah. things because it's nice weather and nothing happens when you're on holiday, does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm not surprised they've, they've got more call outs. And did nobody see this coming? Is that seriously anyway i digress so this book that is all about just getting on and doing it is ironically the thing that i haven't actually picked up and got on with um uh, there are many things as we know from long experience on my to-do list that i haven't actually got on with um so (laughs) i think i think um uh, i do need to actually uh I, i i know why i bought it i bought it because i needed kind of that i jolt of yes absolutely i need to get on with it so uh, it's great that yeah. you're saying yeah get on with it just do it um and you have yeah, that benefit yeah, yeah. from it as well yeah 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 
So, uh, so that all good stuff. So that was me, really. Okay, okay. all right. So uh, last week I had um, well a few bits and pieces going on, but the biggest thing really was um, uh, it was great. I was able to see uh, our fellow trainer talker, Christine Morrison. She uh, came of down, yeah, yes. came down to Bournemouth for a couple yes. of days. Um, so one of the things that I helped Christine with last year, and it was it was between lockdowns so we were allowed to do it um uh, although we weren't allowed to um uh, have a hug which we were allowed to do this time which was wonderful mm-hmm. uh, but um uh, she uh, has a couple of clients for whom oh, no, several now for whom she provides online uh, courses uh, and uh, she prefers that uh the the creation process she likes me to film it for her and then do all the editing um and in you know she's uh in her mind she doesn't enjoy doing it she doesn't really know how to do it she doesn't really want to do it so why wouldn't she pay somebody else to do it for her and it's great because it's something that i do enjoy doing i've got the equipment to do it so it's fantastic and because we'd had the experience of doing it before doing it this time around um uh, it was it wasn't a completely new so course. Much yeah, much easier because we're just sort of altering and changing bits uh, of the previous one to suit the, the new client that it's for. So there's quite a bit of work that I've still got to do, mm-hmm. even though we've had a couple of days of filming uh, and that kind of thing. But it was great because, um, you know, I could see, and I, I know she won't mind me saying this, but I could see um, how much better she is now at doing things like record, re-recording yeah. voiceovers than when we first did it. Um, because she's very nervous where when we first did yeah. it because it's a new thing it was a, a new skill yeah. whereas now it's just like right do it do it do it do it yeah. just yeah, yeah, just do it yeah. just get on yeah. with it yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. Uh, and that was great i mean it still took slightly longer than uh, ideally so we still had a few bits to do after we'd done um uh book club on wednesday evening yeah. uh which was yeah. which was fun uh, even though you know half half the people that were supposed to turn up forgot i, I thought it was next week sharon Look, gaskin I've literally got the. <laughs> there you go. There's the book. Oh, yeah. Got the book, people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I can read that at the weekend. Because you know, now I've got got rid of my post prep. I know. Oh, I'll oh, speed no. read you that at the weekend. And then. Yeah. Just, you're you're know, too late. You've already done it. Okay. It's going to have to go on your list now. You're going to have to let me know what you think. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it was really interesting. And um, uh, it was still, I mean, we still had a, a small but perfectly formed uh, group, which was great. Um, and we had a really good discussion. And we, it, as you can with a smaller group, the discussion sort of started on the book. We kind of got that out of the way fairly quickly because there were only four of us. Uh, and yeah. then went into a whole wide range of other bits and pieces and fiction as well. And, and just recommendations flying around all over the place it was fabulous it was absolutely fantastic really enjoyed it so uh, yeah so that was really good uh, really cool experience to, to do, <laughs> do it with uh, somebody sitting next to you as opposed to just looking at them on the screen um, so that was lovely uh, really enjoyed that uh, and then sort of the rest of the week was uh, just sort of doing other bits and pieces and catching up with things and, and getting stuff out the way um, there are a couple of three websites that I'm working on at the moment that are in their final stages and it's just the, the odd snaggy bits to sort yeah. out um, um, and some of them you sort of some of the bits you can do straight away and then other bits it takes a little bit more time to think about and all the rest of it and I was hoping to get them out of the way um, so that I could invoice before the end of the month and I thought well what difference does it make really I mean you know I've, I've already paid everything I need to pay um, uh, for last month I'll just invoice them next week and they're thinking oh yeah but it's about bank holiday but so yeah fine well it'll be a nice start to June yeah. then won't it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to send <exactly>. those invoices <laughs> off 
you know it's all going to come in at some point uh, yeah. so uh, so yes yeah, so that was really cool uh, and then at the weekend what was lovely was uh, we saw John's son and his wife and two boys uh, came over on their way through to uh, Devon just for a few days to stay mm. in um, Beth um, Beth's parents so Beth is is John's daughter-in-law yeah mm. stepsister-in-law to me it all gets very confusing anyway um so it's her parents so uh, they have a property in in Honiton, in in devon mm. so they're just going to go and spend a few days there so they uh, came by us on the way through um uh, so that was lovely because uh, they haven't seen the boys and the boys now are mm-hmm. nine and six nine and seven something like that uh so um <laughs> it was really funny what they remembered uh, about coming back because they haven't been to the house for uh, more than a year uh you know easily more than a year of course with, with corona and everything like that and uh, the first thing little isaac said when he came in was uh, that he remembered playing on my ipad um but neither of them could remember where the toilet was in the house and it's like well <laughs> priorities at that age clearly yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was lovely that was really nice and then his uh, john's daughter and her partner and and her daughter um uh going to come down next weekend so we'll see see them uh, which is really cool oh. What? So can you go inside people's yeah. people's houses? You see, we can't here. Yeah, and this is why I see all these, you know, people because our friends, obviously from Manchester, we still they still can't come down here. Yeah, six six people no. six, six people from two households are allowed indoors yeah. now. Yeah, see, we're, yeah, not here. Come on, Wales. <laughs> well, I mean, another couple of weeks, and and I mean, depending on what happens with uh, all the well, indications and the Indian variant. Who yeah. knows? Oh, who blooming knows? Who knows? So yeah, yeah. just knows? taking advantage of what we can while we can. So we're thinking of having a barbecue next weekend because the weather forecast is so good at the moment. Hurrah! The sun is out Hurrah. at last. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, at least Boris has got married. That's all I have to say. <laughs> God, honestly, it's. Do you know what? I, I, it's one of those things where you just look at it and go, why? They got engaged last year. I understand that. They've had yeah. the baby. There's no burning platform here. So what is the point of getting married now as opposed to doing it next year or when restrictions are eased and all the, all the rest of it? Why would you choose to get married now? Um, you know, when, when you're living together had, and all the rest of yeah. it. Unless there's a political motive to it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It's all very big, but it just it just always makes me smile. I had this this uh, whole conversation yesterday about you know why is it that that men with money and power, why do they always get married to women who are like at least twenty years younger than them? Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, twenty five years. Yeah. It's like it's like what you know hmm. we could have a it's, whole it's, podcast about yeah that one, exactly it's just always the same though isn't it it's always the same <laughs> yeah you know. yeah it's... yeah exactly anyway i don't but you know I'm, I'm, I do, I'm, like, as you I say we could feel like being ranty this week one, we? <laughs> don't make me ranty this week i don't want to be ranty this week it's a bank holiday let's just make it, it nice it's it's the pattern you see repeated all the time yep. don't you yeah yep, yep, yep. always makes me it's mm-hmm. like you know but you don't see normal people mm. 
you know, with a with a partner who's twenty five years there, you, you you just never see that, do you? Now I wonder what the common denominator is there. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, I do have I do have one counter example for for that. Um, okay, when... it might be the odd one, but it's not. Standard. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. All right then. All right. Well, anyway, let's let's move sorry. away from politics. Away from politics. Should we talk about our top of mind? Should we go there? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, well, we kind of alluded to it last week, didn't we? Yes. A little teaser. A little teaser. We did. Um, because we were talking about the fact that I didn't turn up for uh, Michael Neal's lovely weekend last week, and uh, and how I kind of felt bad about it. And uh, I said I don't want to be one of those people who signs up for courses and then doesn't turn up for things. Um, and we said maybe we'll kind of talk about that on the because there are two ways of looking at looking at it. Why is it that people do that as a participant? You know, why would you spend all that money on a, on a course and that, then not, you know, turn up live or even watch the recordings, just yeah. not do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure there are people out there that do that. Um, but then when you're the person running the course, what impact does that have on you mm-hmm. when you've got people who've you've taken their money, it's sitting in your bank account, okay, but it's not, always about that you know you want people to come into the course and get the value Mm -hmm. um of the thing that they've you know that they've invested in totally so as a course creator you often feel that you're you know you're not you're not fulfilling your part of the bargain yeah but it's not actually anything to do with you but you feel it don't you so Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so let's start with, so first of all, why do people not, you know, have you ever, Jeanette, have you ever not completed a course? Yeah, loads, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. totally. But I think, I mean, this this is one of those things where there, there are lots of ways to talk about it uh, and there are lots of ways to use it as a reason to do something or not do something and let me unpack that a little bit so a commonly sort of thrown around statistic uh by people who are arguing against things like online courses <laughs> bless you uh online courses whether they are um there's not so much evidence around virtual live training uh but certainly around pre-recorded uh, online courses people who are arguing against them as being an effective method of training or teaching people how to do something will very often throw around the statistic that only eight percent of of online courses are ever completed um Mm. now that stat has been repeated over and over and over and nobody really knows where it first came from that's the first thing to say the second thing to say is there are literally now millions of online courses in the world literally um, mm. and it's that has exploded over the last three mm. or four years when i first started talking about it there were still hundreds of thousands uh, of mm. online courses uh, out there so you can imagine that the range of quality in those things mm. is going to be quite vast from the literally all somebody's done is plonk an ebook online and call it an online course through to the absolute best of the best uh, the world's most popular uh, online course which is through uh, Coursera um, called learning how to learn uh, that mm. one you know millions of people have, have mm. taken that or at least have enrolled uh, in that. Now, that's mm, an example, yeah. of course, that I've enrolled in but yeah. haven't completed. And yeah. it's one of those mm. things where you have to you have to understand 
well I mean I call it the online course takers mantra this is something that I've created to help people understand how to create their online course and how to make it in an effective and engaging process so that people do want to complete it but there are tons of reasons why people don't complete courses uh, and I think you you need to think about okay where does your course fit in the overall scheme of things and in terms of where somebody's at in their life and what they're trying to do uh, because it's like any of these things and particularly I think when we get to adulthood we kind of fall out of the habit of learning uh, now for some mm -hmm. of us we get into it or we stay in it and, and that's fine but for a lot of people they kind of reach a point in their life where they f they think that their school days are over so when they think about taking on a new course or something like that, they don't want it to be as hard work as it was when you were at school, when you had somebody standing over you literally saying, do this now, do that now, do the other now. Or you had homework and you got into trouble if you didn't do your homework. It's not necessarily like that now when you are learning as an adult. So you have to be much more self-motivated to get through something. But also it's not as simple as saying, if somebody doesn't complete your course, your course isn't good enough. It's absolutely mm. not as simple as that because there are many, many reasons why people don't complete courses. Um, mm. So again, with the caveat that, that this is more about pre-recorded than virtual live, but I, I think the same thing applies to both. I think there are people who take courses because they only need one bit of what they're going to get. Mm. I think there are people who are incredibly motivated to begin with, but then life happens. And for whatever yeah. reason, it's just not a priority for them or not a priority for now. Mm. Uh, I think that there are um, other things. I mean, I've got a couple of courses that I haven't yet started, uh, which mm. actually, you know, technology has overtaken where where that information and that access to that information is at now. Um, so I probably won't ever um, uh, actually take the, mm. the course that I bought into. But I know that I wanted to do it at the time. And it's nothing against the course instructor either. I wanted to do it at the time. But life you know, it happened, yeah. took over, got mm. in the way. And then, you know, my priority shifted or, or what I needed shifted or the rest of it. And sometimes it's just nice to know that it's there just in case things kind of come yeah. back online again. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, I, th I think there is also a difference uh, between a smaller investment and a bigger investment. And I think you're mm. more likely to complete a bigger investment. All that yeah. said... Um, I think as well there are other courses that can be a big investment that you can go through once and then if the instructor adds in new material or updated material and that kind of thing your percentages go down again so it looks like you haven't yeah, completed yeah. it but actually you have gone through it the first time around it's just you haven't read the updated version or, or something like that mm -hmm. or again life has moved on since you first took it your, your priorities are different yeah. and you know you come back to those principles there are other courses where i know that i will go back to again and again and again over the course of five ten mm. years easily yeah yeah me too yeah 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 absolutely so and i'm um i'm a bit um i'm a bit funny like uh with my attitude towards reading i very 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 rarely will not finish a book mm -hmm. even though I'm thinking, oh, I'm not enjoying this book or whatever. Yeah. There's something about I feel I have to at least get to the end of it. Mm -hmm. and very, very rare that I won't finish a book. It has to be really, really bad for me not to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I'm the same with courses. Mm -hmm. I kind of, um, you know, that I will, I am like a dog. I, you know, I will finish yeah. it. 
even while I'm going through it and I'm telling myself like I'm never going to use this I'm not you know but at least I finished it and at least I've made that decision kind of you know now I might not finish it at the at the time it might still as you say but, but, but I have lots of courses in my sort of course folder that I will guarantee I will go through and I will finish absolutely every single one because yeah. I'm just that I'm just that way out mm-hmm. um you know even though I know it's not for me or whatever. Yeah. And that uh, is quite rare. Other... Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. I told you I was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things where um, I think, you know, if we flip it now and talk about it from the person who has created yeah. uh, the course, yeah, I think it's one of the most important lessons to learn is that not everybody that buys your course is going to go through it. And, yeah. and there's just you know there's nothing you can do about it and and it's almost it's almost a rite of passage to have people Mm. buy it and then you go look i know this thing can help you but you're still not doing it okay well my my job here is done because i haven't literally put any everything on a plate for you and if you're still not doing it then that's that's you i'm not responsible for for other people's decisions uh, in that respect Mm. um but it can be i think when you have created something uh, and i think there are probably i mean there's there's more shades of gray but i think there are two types of program creator online training uh, creator i think there are people who are like trainers who genuinely want to have people go through it so that they can have light bulb moments because the thing that yeah. that spurs us on are the light bulb moments and seeing those light bulb moments Absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally and then there are other people for whom you're just a number and they've put the course out there they've done it all it's like well take it don't take it i don't care i've got your money um you know and yes there are you know lots of different sort of bits in between all of that but absolutely there are um you know i think as trainers i think we are much more likely to be in the camp of people who take it quite personally if people don't don't um, you know complete our material because it feels like we've done something wrong or it feels like we haven't done as much as we could do uh to make it a great learning experience and that's just Mm -hmm. not the case it really isn't i mean yeah there there are always things that we can do better uh, and certainly um, particularly for online courses when uh, and for virtual live training when you're first starting out you're not going to be as good as you are after you're sort of f- 5 10 15 20 down the road um you know that that's just the way it is but still uh, i think you shouldn't be too quick to beat yourself up if people aren't completing something that you've done or even starting yeah. something that you've done and, and we've got experience of that with the complete trainer we've got mm. people who have paid for that and not yeah. even opened any of the modules and it's just like okay i don't personally understand why you would um pay for something like that and we're not you know complete trainer is not a 49 dollar course uh, no, you know no. this this is at least a thousand pounds um and uh, yeah sorry for mixing my currencies there but you know uh, <laughs> but uh, you know it, some people will pay for something with all the good intentions of doing that thing and then life and it's not our fault it's yeah. not that it's no, rubbish it's material not. no no absolutely yeah, absolutely and if people you know do that and i've as i say i've done that i've bought courses at the time I book courses sometimes I know I haven't got the time right now mm-hmm. to delve into it but I'll just buy it while it's on offer or whatever yeah. so that I can have it and I'll, I'll know you know particularly in the winter time you know when it's going dark at you know four o'clock on a Saturday guess what I'll be I'll be going through all Absolutely. those courses you know, yeah. sort of, 
Um, Completely. So, so yeah, so there is some of that. But I think going back to this, wanting people to have those light bulb moments, I think that's um, probably the real reason why, or one of the reasons why I like to do my courses live yeah. because um, when you don't do them live, when you do them live, at least you've got, if people turn up, then you've got that opportunity to see how they're progressing and to, you know, to have them tell you about those light bulb moments. And you've got that opportunity to really, you know, dive in and help them. Yeah. But when it's just, uh, you don't have that live element and it's all pre-recorded and it's, uh, here's your login and go off and do it. You never see them and you just don't know what they're doing and you know unless they choose to tell you do you know it's uh, yeah i mean there, there yeah. are there are ways of building in um you know little gates and and that kind of thing um yeah. to yeah. to get them to check in and, and so on and so forth but yeah i mean that is one of those things that you have to kind of rely on people to to be grown-ups about it and and take responsibility for their own learning um and uh, you know i do think that is that's why uh, you know it pays to understand the relative strengths uh, and weaknesses of face-to-face virtual live and online courses because they all work yeah. really brilliantly in different scenarios they can all deliver for every training scenario mm. but some of them will deliver better than others for different yeah. things and it de- it depends what your learning objectives are it depends what you need people to get out of it um it depends whether or not you're offering any cre- accreditation for example so people have to prove that they've done the learning if people don't have to prove that they've done the learning um then you know you you can leave them to get on with it and leave them to their own devices the place that it hurts you is when you're looking for testimonials uh, and social proof from mm. people yeah uh, it's much much easier to get that from a live program uh, than it is yeah. from a pre-recorded course uh, but you know that that's why you uh, you um, do it the way I teach uh, which is making sure you have some kind of uh, beta program uh, in there so you can get some social proof from people uh, and then as time goes on and you get more people going through the course you will get unsolicited testimonials like well, I say unsolicited you always ask for a testimonial but you will get surprise testimonials come through uh, from people that you don't know um you know and i've been fortunate to have some of those uh, in my time where you just sort of you get complete strangers to you have gone through your material uh, and there's nothing like that feeling to get oh my know. god somebody put a comment on yes somebody left a comment on youtube the other day yeah not about our podcast but about <laughs> one of the manageable marketing yeah uh, not even the full thing just the snippet yeah so you put the two and a half minute yeah. snippet on there but there's great Grown massive comment on there about how it was so useful and LinkedIn and her experience and all that kind of well, oh, there you go. Yeah, it was lovely, you know. It's lo- lovely when that happens, yeah. isn't it? Unsolicited, yeah. just gin- completely. Yeah, right. And you just yeah. I mean the the our job then is to just make it easy for people to do that. It's not to try and force it. It's not to try and, um, you know, uh, whip them into finishing the course and giving us a testimonial or whatever it might be. Our job is just to make it as easy as it possibly can be for them to consume the material and to do something about it. Mm. And that's it. That is the limit of our responsibility. And I think Mm. if we try to assume responsibility for any more than that, then it's just going to end up biting us in the bum, frankly. Um, So, you know but uh yeah it's it's an interesting one and i would say above all else don't take any notice of any statistics around course completion uh, and that kind of thing uh you know you you if you start by uh thinking about creating something that is going to solve a problem your target audience actively have right now then you'll be fine 
absolutely mm. fine. There we are. Good advice. There we are. <laughs> Brilliant. All right then. So, Dog Walking Digest. How's Gemalicious? Oh, Gemalicious. Well, she's been back to the vet because mm-hmm. um, obviously we had that little episode last weekend and told you about you know the, the bleeding episode. Yeah. Resolve itself. Took her back to the vet Thursday. Mm-hmm. She had to have her vaccinations, and uh, she had. They checked her over again and said they couldn't see any obvious reason. Gave her vaccinations, but only half of them, because the other half has got to have another four week gap. Oh. So that's another trip back there in another four weeks. Uh, but uh, but other than that, you know, she's uh, you know seems to be all right. She's, uh, she's flat out at the moment uh, over there. Not on her chair, obviously a bit too hot on her chair with a blanket and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> but no, she's um, yeah, she's just uh, she's pretty good at the moment. Good, she's really good. Um, out on the walks, the uh, the sheep are still around. Oh my God, it's like <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. I just I worry about them every day. I see them. I think you know, well, you're going to get yourself knocked over. They just wander around everywhere. But apparently, that's just what they do. And uh, you know, I was asking them. Ian, my trainer, I was saying, you know, what's with the sheep? And he said, yeah, they, they just hang around at this time of year, every year. And, you know, with all their little lambs. Yeah. You know, little lambs, you know, wow. All... And I said, what? Well, do any of them get knocked over? And he went, yeah. And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, oh, I don't want to. Um, mm. I don't want to, to witness any of that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but they're very cute. It is lovely to sort of see them so, you know, close up when you're out walking and they're just all there, they just look at you and, you know, what have you. But then I do worry about them when they're close to the road, you mm-hmm. know. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like the um, New Forest Ponies just down the road from me. It's the same yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, totally. they're just yeah. gardens and on the road and, you know, and houses. Yeah, and, they know, go that's... wherever they want to go and occasionally, unfortunately, <laughs> they get run over. But so, yeah, I'll... Yes, yes, yes. Okie dokie. But she's all right in herself. and uh... She's all right in herself at the moment. Good. Yes, 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 yes. Good she's news. Me. That's all right then. Um, so we've got, um, well, yesterday actually is um, uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about, the Dog Walking Digest. Oh. So two things. Um, as we know, all dogs have their little dreams and, and what have you. But the funniest thing is that if Scamp is dreaming and Copper's within earshot, the noises Scamp makes make copper react which in turn makes scamp react and then they're both like what 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 like this and it's just like oh god it just started with a dream um now yesterday morning uh so scamp started having a dream and copper was obviously outside the bedroom door on the landing so scamp started off with these little whimpers and like this to which copper reacted and then started howling to which scamp then reacted while still asleep and ended up barking in his sleep, which woke him up. And then I hear mum take Copper into their bedroom and Scamp's awake going, what's going on? What's going on? Like this, you don't worry about it, mate. And it's too early. Please go back to sleep because I don't want to have to wake up properly at the moment. <laughs> so that was that one. It's like, oh, yeah, OK, we're all awake now. Brilliant. Um, and oh. then um, yesterday after, no, uh, late morning, uh, sort of lunchtime-ish. We took them for a for a long walk. We both got uh, new water bottles for dogs. You know the ones where you can have a little contraption and they end up creating a bowl yeah, or a yeah. trough for them to drink yeah, out yeah. of. 
both forgot to take them with us, um, which was ridiculous. But anyway, um, we did uh, a new-ish walk that we found. Uh, but at one point, uh, we know that obviously it's middle of the countryside, so there's wildlife everywhere. Scampers had previous escapades chasing deer um, uh, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yesterday, we saw a hare running sort of across like this we don't think he'd seen it um but silly i don't know why i didn't uh, think about this i forgot to put him on the lead and then all of a sudden mum and i are just sort of walking kind of single file around the edge of this field and uh, just trumping along and <laughs> a streak of white <laughs> going past and then i sort of see this go past and as i look in the distance there's this hair going flat out it's like oh no i've lost the dog for at least an hour and a half now um and luckily it went into a field of um uh, i think uh, oil seed rape yeah. seed and uh, so luckily it's quite densely packed uh, so i'm sort of you know running after and sort of standing where i think he went in there um and uh, he came out literally within seconds uh, you know that i'd arrived because i had visions of having to stand you know in the heat um just waiting for him to sort of pop out wherever he was going to pop out in the field <laughs> somewhere um and it was quite high as well so you know and i couldn't see it yeah. rustling or anything like that so that was adventure number one <laughs> And then we'd sort of done our little walk around. Luckily, we found a muddy puddle um, that hadn't quite dried up. So he, he got some water. Copper was just, no, don't want that. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Scamp took a drink. And we're sort of, it's a big loop. So you actually end up coming back through the field. There's a hole. It's called the Long Gallop. And it's a proper bridal way. Um, so we walk through. And we're just walking along. Then all of a sudden, I look behind it. Where is he? And he's dived back into these plants. And I'm like, oh, no, I definitely can't see him now because I don't know where he went in. So, uh, you know, mum and I have played this game before. So she stays where we are. We're both calling and I'm getting further away calling, thinking, right, he, he was behind us somehow. So he'll come out sooner or later. And again, luckily, within just seconds, he sort of popped out and then come belting towards me. He's like, look, here I am. Give me a treat kind of thing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a treat and put you on the lead, mate. Sorry about that. So for the rest of the walk, he was like, uh, I know when he wants to be let off the lead because he'll sort of stand there and he'll kind of look at me like this like <laughs> <laughs> right, no you're not coming off not until we get back into the place where i know that uh, i can relatively control you but even so he does like having his little adventures so we're walking back down the normal sort of farmland by the hedges and then he disappears again and i know exactly where he's gone he's gone behind one of the hedges because uh, what he likes to do is go behind the hedge and then run the length and come out the other end um it's like surprise uh, but i managed to catch him before he got too far it's like oh god three adventures in one in one walk and it was hot enough as it was you know the first hot walk of the year um but uh, got him got him home so yes I, I don't doubt that there will be more of that sort of ilk coming um uh, over the course of this summer but uh, never mind never mind, never mind. it could have been mind. worse it could have been worse definitely good. definitely okay all right are we done is that us we're done on this bank holiday monday oh, I, know. <laughs> I know job ticked excellent all right well thank you as normal lovely listeners lovely viewers for your time and patience in in listening to us uh, on what will not be a bank holiday by the time you get this uh, but i hope you had a good one all the same uh, as usual please do uh, get in touch with us if you have any comments about what you've heard in the podcast today uh, or if there's anything that in particular that you would like us to consider for top of mind we're always happy to receive those sorts of ideas but take care have a good one and we'll speak to you again next week See you and have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.